Time flies when we're having fun. I feel like I was just prepping everyone, including myself, for the summer shift that was about to happen a few months ago. And now we need to prep for the changes that are ahead that will accompany school starting in the fall season. It would not be a back-to-school episode without talking about healthy lunch packing and meal planning. And if you just need a little guidance throughout the sports season, the fall, to keep all these healthy habits flowing, stay tuned. Hello, and thank you so much for joining me. I am your host, Lindsay House, registered dietitian, private trainer, accountability coach, author. I have been working with clients for over 13 years, passionately changing the culture of health and fitness. I'm out here smashing scales, helping individuals rewrite the rules to what success looks like in their life. I want to change generational thinking, no more all or nothing mentality, get rid of the diets and believe in the individualized journey. We are stronger than we will ever accept and beautifully made just the way we are. Keep your eyes on your own paper and trust your own path. Thank you for trusting me and letting me be a constant encouragement through your week. Let's get this motivation started. Welcome to your podcast, Direction Not Perfection. Happy Podcast Friday. Welcome to Episode 30, Back to School Tools for Success. Before we dive into our real thoughts for today, I would like to take a moment and celebrate celebrate the fact that we are on Episode 30. We made it through the summer months with continued podcasting. I always preach to all my beautiful listeners to take a moment and celebrate the wins, no matter how small or how big they may seem. So I thought this is really important to say this out loud today, that I am in fact, I'm celebrating the win that Direction Not Perfection, the podcast, is still alive and well in this crazy time of life. And I I tell you this, but my summer's full of amazing chaos and 24-7 kid fun, right? I choose, and I need you to know this because I throw that out there, but I'm choosing this time with my kids and their friends and the Kings Island days and the pool time and the vacations. So I always call it crazy fun because it really is crazy fun. It's not calm, but I like it and I'm choosing it. Uh, And I feel crazy blessed to have such a an amazing season like this with my family and friends. However, it is not an ideal time to focus on anything that has to do with business passions. And I'm also praying that my clients do not feel neglected. I really cannot wait to tighten the communication and the accountability for everyone this fall. So it's just a very real seasons of life, how we always talk shift and change and in different things come into focus during different times. So that's why I'm always just trying to point that out because I'm trying to give permission for others to to recognize that as well. And it's not that we're failing. It's just that our attention has gone elsewhere, right? And that's okay. So bottom line, I'm telling you this because it would be really easy for me to go, yeah, 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 big deal. Figured it, figured out the time to keep the podcast alive. But the fact of the matter is, is that it's time, it's energy. My poor aunt who helps me so, so much is getting podcasts like hours before they're going live to do the, all the edits in the newsletter and stuff. So it's just been crazy. Um, but it was at the top of the priority list and just so excited that – It gets to become a win this summer, and it will get easier again when some more time opens up when kiddos are back at school. So just wanted to take the time to celebrate and acknowledge this with you. Thank you for tuning in and just being part of Direction Not Perfection community. 
and helping to to just enjoy this process together. So I highly encourage you to do the same thing or things in your life that you need to acknowledge. What are you not giving yourself credit for? What have you put time and effort into and you're really not taking the moment to give yourself that pat on the back, that well-deserved possible reward? Uh, I really need you to celebrate your wins. If you don't, I... I'm just going to say this bluntly, you're missing a huge part of your journey. The, and it's the fun part of your journey. And it's the fun it's it's fun to celebrate, right? We should always find more excuses to throw up some streamers or enjoy the moment. It's important and you've got to incorporate this in or else if the fun's not there, why would we keep going? Now, where was I? I'm sorry. I <laughs> I do this. I go off on tangents. Oh yes. Okay. Back to school tools for success. I had the privilege of speaking for a company yesterday, and everyone got direction, not perfection books, and we did some fun meal planning and creative thinking for the school lunch ideas. I thought it would be worth bringing you some of this fun chat that we had. Uh, If you are not in this phase of your life, no worries. You can still benefit. I just need you to transfer this type of thinking into maybe packing your own lunch or doing your own meal planning, even if you're not working around a sports schedule or a school schedule. If you always come into these podcasts knowing your own needs, my promise to you is that I will always deliver tips and tools that can work in your life. You might just need to get a little creative on how these work and and under your own circumstances, okay? So let's first talk about school lunches. The first thing I need to say loud and clear is that you do not need to be Pinterest worthy in order to be providing a healthy, well-balanced lunch. If you, you know, if your sandwich is not in a beautiful star shape with maybe eyeballs and some funky hair, it's okay. It doesn't have to be. Don't worry about visuals being perfect. Uh, But do worry about visuals in general you know that you do want color within your lunch box you do want you do want the lunch to maybe not be all orange or all green your kids will thrive off of just some nice colors of the rainbow in there and that there's a lot of health benefits within all of that too don't worry about your child eating every bite of every item in their lunch container do worry about your child tasting the different foods that have been packed Okay, and eating enough that they have energy, obviously, to fuel them throughout the school day. So this might mean that you're caving on maybe packing a main dish that looks a little similar every day, but then that's their, that's what's supposed to be filling them up and then offering the bites of food that you're excited for them to try. So you can get a little savvy within that to make sure that fullness is still happening, but you're also getting that opportunity to give them new and exciting tastes and bites of different foods. So don't worry about spending hundreds on lunch containers. Do worry about having enough lunch containers that you have enough clean containers ready for packing. You don't want unclean containers to be your big barrier on why you're not packing lunch for the next day. So that's just some don'ts and do's. Uh, I'm a big fan of the lunch containers that have multiple spots for filling. This always reminds me that I should be aiming for a fruit somewhere in the container, a vegetable, a protein. Yes, I always have carbohydrates in there lunch, and most times I honestly have a dessert in there. Just a little fun visual when they open it up that there's a little bit of something that they can get excited about. One of the best spots to find different affordable containers I'm going to throw out good old Amazon. They have such a great variety and selection. 
I have also seen some fun ones, a little bit more expensive though, on Pottery Barn for Kids. Good old Walmart, Target, Kroger all have their own variety of lunch containers as well. Um, and then I also highly recommend getting on Pinterest, not because your items need to look like Pinterest, but get on Pinterest and type in school lunch ideas. This does not, again, mean that your meals need to look like theirs. It means that you can fill your brain with fresh new visuals that could possibly get you excited about packing again. That's a really big deal. It's amazing how even seeing a few new possible ideas can really stimulate the fun of packing. The times that I dread packing the most are when I don't have the right foods in the house or I'm just stuck in a rut of the same options. So that's huge. Top takeaways, I'm going to summarize for you for a second because I feel like I'm rambling a little bit today. So number one, seek out new lunch visuals so that you can be excited about the process of packing. Number two, get the right containers that encourage variety and ease of packing. Number three, don't get caught up in the shoulds or visuals of others. Remember, eyes on your own paper. Worry about what's and your own kids lunch and what they're going to be liking don't worry what everybody's packing around them number four don't beat yourself up if you are not packing every day we haven't really started to talk about this but I am throwing this takeaway in here there are positives about also letting your kids buy sometimes they get to make their own decisions and feel responsible in that area you can have conversations around how to choose healthy and how to choose variety and when what they are choosing and why they're choosing what they're choosing selections will also be different than the foods that you're giving them at home so it's another whole area that peer pressure can come into play in a positive way and in different tastes and textures and flavors. So it's okay if your kid buys too, okay? Don't beat yourself up. Uh, Do check out my Facebook page at House Lifestyles because I will be posting visuals for lunch packing and some more back-to-school tips as we're going into the school season. So just know that I know we're chatting today and visuals would be nice, but all of those will be provided on my Facebook page. And again, this is in the show notes, but it is called at house lifestyles. I'm kind of flying through this, but I have a date tonight with my husband because my amazing in-laws have taken the kids. So hee hee, we're going to keep moving forward. We're out of lunch packing and moving into meal planning, which I realize for some individuals gets a lot more difficult once the school season starts, all the sports that are starting back up and the schedules are starting to fill and It just, you know, it can be hard enough to get the whole family to the dinner table, let alone the food that needs to be made to bring to the dinner table. So I want to ask you once again not to get in the mode of these meals do not need to look perfect. They don't even have to be perfectly balanced. Give yourself some grace and permission to just say good enough sometimes. Anything that you prep, hear me on this, okay? Anything you prep out of your own kitchen is going to be so much healthier than something that you are grabbing and running, okay? It you won't be stopping at fast food. You won't be stopping at a restaurant where the way they're going to cook it is they're going to use the real butter, the real everything versus if you made it at home, you could do better, right? So just please give yourself the ability to say good enough some nights. It's important to recognize that we all enjoy different food choices. We all enjoy different textures and visuals. So when you are planning meals for your family, pull them all in to participate in the process. 
And what I really recommend here is write down your family's food likes and their dislikes. You don't always have to follow these likes and dislikes, but it might help when a kid is giving you a hard time about something, a food choice that you can point out to them, well, you you told me that you liked this. Or, hey, you didn't help with the meal planning this week. If you want to help me meal plan, then you won't have as many meals that you show up to going, ugh, right? So it's just a different way to kind of pull them in and turn it really positive. Have your kids write down the meals that they'd be really excited to see, foods that they'd be even willing to taste. This doesn't have to turn into a huge task, okay? You could simply take a day in the week that you are already typically getting together. So my example would be like after church Sunday brunch. My family is always together. So ask everyone during a time that you're already just put together to just throw out some quick meal ideas and then make sure that your grocery shopping is always later on. All right, here's a huge, I feel like this is really working well for a lot of my clients, but use note cards to keep track of the family favorites. Keep, And then you put all of your note cards on one of those little spiral rings, and it's like a quick flip of quick go-to options. Every time you hit a winner, you know one of, one of those meals, right, where the stars aligned and everyone liked it. When you experience this, that meal goes on a note card and right on the spiral ring. You may only have, I'm going to say, five to ten of these types of yummo meals, but I want them all in one place so that on those crazy weeks when it's chaotic and you barely have time to think about anything, let alone meal planning, that you know exactly what needs to go on the grocery list and what you're going to be cooking for the week, okay? So I'm a firm believer in backup plans, and we could all really benefit from multiple backup plans when it comes to meal planning. If you are not a fan of the spiral ring, you could do this in so many different ways. If you have a recipe box that you already love and it's your go-to thing, then just create a new section in your recipe box that's the family favorites. And or my mom even created a whole new, just a smaller traveling size recipe book that goes with her and it's all of her favorites. So lots of different ways to break that down, but I do think that that's really important. I think a lot of individuals feel that they should have 20 plus favorite recipes that they should always be alternating between, you know, like barely ever repeating a recipe in a month. And the fact of the matter is, if you want me to let you in on a little secret, the families that you have put on a pedestal, the ones that you think are Pinterest worthy every night and cook every night there's a really good chance that they're only rotating between five to 10 really great recipes that is working for their family, okay? And so (laughs) when we think this, it starts to bring like a, ha, our shoulders come down a little. The stress falls away because when we think five to 10 recipes, that feels so doable, right? I just feel like I can handle that. I can build that list. The 20 plus is so intimidating. The other thing that I want you to take away today is that you can also start to think up themed nights. So one, we're going with a smaller amount of go-to recipes, five to 10, but then also think about giving them a theme. For example, Taco Tuesday or a Fajita Friday, Meatless Mondays. When you start thinking in themes, it starts to give you just a better focus of what you are you need to just aim for that day. So focus is always a good thing, especially when our brain is struggling to focus. So here are your simple takeaways for meal planning. One, invite the family in on the meal planning. You need to ask everybody what their likes and dislikes are and have kind of a running list of that. Number two, find a new place to write down the family favorites. 
So that's a new a spiral ring or a new recipe section in your recipe box or a new recipe binder in general. Number three, have an expectation of starting with five to ten family favorites and then you can always build on from there. Number four, consider themed dinner nights to pull in a better focus for meal planning. Uh-oh, it's date night time. <laughs> I'm going to give you your journaling questions and I'm getting out of here. So... Um, if you could help me celebrate episode 30 with jumping on iTunes or your podcast app by leaving a rating and a review, I would really love that. I always love to hear you on Facebook. Reach out anytime. I always appreciate when you share episodes with friends. If we could just keep building this direction, not perfection community together, I would be thrilled. So again, everyone is welcome. And please feel free to shout it out at the top of your lungs. All right, journal question time. Number one, have you ever invited your family into meal planning? And if so, how did it go? And if not, why not? Number two, what are your biggest frustrations with feeding yourself or your family? Pull out your barriers around meal prep and lunch packing. Where do you still need help? Number three, have you celebrated any wins lately? And if not, what are you waiting for? Okay, thank you for joining me this beautiful, blessed Friday. Cheers to health and happiness. Thank you for joining me today. If this topic served any purpose for you, or you could picture that exact person that needed this, I am always honored when you share the episode. We are making 2019 the year we are going to just pour motivation and inspiration onto others. I also forever appreciate when you leave reviews on iTunes and rate the podcast. I send you off. With all the praise and momentum you deserve for staying open to information and keeping an open mind to what your journey looks like now, within a year, the next five years, slow and steady, all. It's not instant gratification, and therefore, it's not always that exciting, but a much gentler and redeeming path that will serve you well throughout all of your years and for every season of life. I cannot wait to catch up next Friday. Cheers to health and happiness.